Hello, and welcome to another Hacker Noon podcast. This is part two of our three-part podcast with Nataraj Sindam, Microsoft engineer and Noonies nominee. In this segment, we talk about the push versus pull life and the downsides to all the recommendation systems, which you may not even realize are influencing your decisions. Let's dive right in. The next article of yours that I really like, it's called uh, The Obvious Flawed Recommendation Systems. Could you briefly tell our listeners what that one is about? Yeah, actually, this is my uh, favorite article if I consider all the 20 or 30 blog posts that I've written. And the essential point I was driving to make here is uh, we as a society have become a push society. That means we're always pushed some product by some recommendation algorithm, right? Uh, Amazon is suggesting you the product based on the history of products you've bought. Netflix is suggesting you based on uh, what you've watched before or based on what others have watched uh, who are similar to you, uh, which is essentially what collaborative filtering is doing. And it's evolving over time, obviously, but Netflix is suggesting what ne- what movie you should watch. Uh, Spotify is uh, suggesting what music you should listen. And it's, yeah. it's, a, it's already making you a playlist and it's pretty damn accurate too. Uh, but the problem I had with uh, the whole, uh, this version of push, pushing something yep. is I think we are all reduced into a group personality rather than individual personalities. And we see this behavior uh, of uh, herd mentality, which is slightly negative in connotation. And I don't completely mean it in a negative sense, but we are in the world where everything is pushed to us instead of we going and finding and exploring and, you know, stumbling upon interesting things. Mm-hmm. And thereby what happens is I think we as individuals are not growing fully or not evolving fully, or we are not becoming the best of ourselves that we could otherwise be. Uh, and, I and I was, and in this article, I also talk about uh, choosing to, uh, you know, find a pull life where I will not watch what Netflix recommends me. I'd watch, I would like think about uh, my interest areas uh, and I will explore what I want to watch. I would explore what I want to listen. I would not listen deliberately. That's part of it suggests, but I will let some other form uh, dictate. Like, let's say I know I've heard some music while I was traveling in the Uber and yeah. I liked it. I will listen to that. But Obviously, all these judgmental heuristics we've developed are on which the recommendation systems are itself based are shortcuts that serve a purpose. I, we can't deny that they don't serve any purpose For because sure. they're useful. We, we want Amazon to suggest the best you know, keyboard that you want to buy, the best that you want to buy. But after a certain point, it becomes too much. So this is my own personal journey of finding... Uh, for example, what book next to read, right? That That's the question actually, which drove me to write this article. And uh, everyone is reading, like given a, at any given point, even, uh, even serious readers uh, or majority readers are reading the, the same couple of books, which, yeah. uh, which was kind of fascinating to me. And then I was thinking about myself and what I was reading and that, that gave me the idea for the article itself yeah. and like, watching my friends and watching others uh, that I know who are reading books and how their behavior is actually, you know, influenced by uh, social media or, you know, recommendation. For sure. So um, 
one point you mentioned there is, is obviously that the recommendation systems are good in some sense. Obviously, I do like it when Netflix puts the 20 shows that I'm most likely to like at the top of my feed. But is, it, is your problem with the uh, push life that in the future you see this co- sort of dystopian society that never searches for things on their own and everything is pushed in their face? And are, 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 is what you're worried about the fact that um, the growth of a more push society would create a herd, not only a herd mentality, but people that are easy to be controlled? Uh, I wouldn't. I mean, I haven't thought about uh, people would be controlled uh, to mm-hmm. a level where people would be controlled, but you can see it already happening in the sense that, I mean, it, it, I, I saw it in my own behavior. If Netflix puts uh, its new release on a Friday night on your friend page, yeah. you're most likely to watch it, mm. especially in the pandemic we are. Uh, Netflix suggestion is going to drive what movie you're going to end up watching in this weekend. Yeah, most likely. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, and it adds up to the strength of Netflix. And I think eventually we'll reach a point where we want to say that, hey, I want to switch off all the recommendation systems. I think we would get, uh, I think at, at least I personally feel that there should be options in certain products where I'm not recommended anything. And I completely realize, and I've talked to a bunch of friends of mine who obviously uh, don't think that recommendation systems are you know, I mean, are, are actually huge help. And I agree partially that they are definitely a huge help, but there should be a level of choice whether we want to get recommended stuff or not. I agree. Because that's also probably, you know, uh, it devises what thought uh, process uh, and how what we evolve into, what choices we eventually make are driven by these recommendations. Yeah. If you think about it, the entire world in a way is now being formed or molded by recommendation systems, the biggest one of which is Google. The world wasn't like this 20 years ago. You know, if I wanted to find, um, if I wanted to find the best dry cleaning service in my city, I might have to ask my my family and friends what they use, or I might have to actually go around my town and see what's the closest one. But these days, all I have to do is type in dry cleaning service, and then I'm recommended some by Google. And most people don't know why Google chooses these. We just trust it blindly, right? And I I do have a bit of a fear that if if this trend keeps going more and more. Um, we're at the mercy of whoever owns the biggest search engine, which is Google. And so far, you know, um, mm-hmm. other, lots of people have opinions on this, but Google hasn't been too bad. But if Google were taken over by someone with malicious intent, it would be very easy for them, I think, mm-hmm. to mold the world in the way they wanted it to. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the dichotomy of this decision, right? Like, because you, you essentially, as a customer, you got the best result, at least you know, the problem that you're looking for is solved. But think about it in the perspective of the business operator. Maybe he's not in the advantage of receiving the best treatment from Google, right? That's true. Uh, And some individuals can actually, you know, manipulate with search results and maybe uh, push one result up. And maybe Google has the power of push something up and push something down. But uh, I don't think... Uh, they do it uh, actively in different sectors, but we have seen this happen with uh, famously with travel sector when um, Google launched its own flight service. Uh, and I think in, it's in Europe where one of the companies' uh, traffic was significantly almost 50 to 60 percent down. And yep. uh, there's a big uh, legal issue that uh, I, I don't know if it's concluded yet or not, 
that happened in Europe in Europe uh, yeah. about this exact issue. So um, in the article, there's a, something here I want to quote that I find really interesting. One second. You said, uh, Facebook has been the Uber of 2018. They had a negative breaking headline every other week centered around issues of privacy, social engineering, and national security. The reason for this is the decade-long dissemination of content without any regulation under the legal construct for a platform. So Facebook identifies itself as a social media platform, right? And the point you're making is, since it's not a traditional media platform like CNN, they aren't really held to the truth of what people post on Facebook. And uh, Facebook as well functions with recommendation systems. The things you see on your feed, it depends on what you like, what your interests are, and who you're friends with. Do you think that Facebook is doing the right thing and allowing free speech and letting people post whatever they want? Or do you think in the long run, there might be a negative effect to the fact that anyone and everyone can post anything on Facebook, whether it's true or not, as long as it's not uh, hate speech and as long as it doesn't have a call to violence? I, I think fundamentally, Facebook has a choice, right? Facebook is a private business. It has a choice on what it can do. Like, yeah. It, I know it's a very contentious uh, point and free speech. Uh, it, it comes into whether or not uh, we are allowing free speech or not. But the real point is it's a private business and a private business can have restrictions on what content it's serving. So in, mm. a pure, in, in that sense, as a business itself, Facebook can restrict the content that is being posted on their website. Uh, yeah. So th- that's a straight up uh, choice that uh, Facebook has. But obviously they've chosen, and and I don't know if, I mean, I, we shouldn't say it's Facebook, but it it came down to being a free speech issue, which, I mean, which is fair because if that is the only medium out there, it would become synonymous to free speech because there's no other platform where anyone can go and it could reach it could have the same reach as facebook has for sure uh at some point i think there would be an intervention a legal intervention where either facebook will be categorized as a media company which should stick to the guidelines of being a media company i think that's that's the direction i see it happening uh whether or not facebook is doing the right thing or wrong thing i think it's a very tough call yeah um and it's a tough position to be in, uh, you know, whoever is uh, managing Facebook. For sure. Uh, but I think this, they definitely have a choice to make and they can make the choice without uh, thinking of it, uh, uh, thinking of it as a free speech issue, because at the end of the day, it's a private business controlled by private individuals for a yeah. profit mechanism. In that sense, they have pure uh, choice on what, should be posted on their website and what should not be posted on their website. And, yeah. and I think that's always uh, not heavily represented on, you know, uh, the narrative around Facebook that it's Definitely. a private business. Like any, they can control what, you know, what is being posted just like CNN does or Fox News does or MSNBC does. I yeah, completely agree with that. And uh, talking about the push versus pull life again, obviously in the article you advocate for a more, uh, pull life. What's your advice to people that do want to transition to a more pull life? What do you do in your personal life, Nataraj, where you make conscious decisions to make uh, choices on your own rather than get these recommendations pushed onto you? Firstly, I the, the reason I haven't given a uh, much more articulate answer for Facebook is I'm out of Facebook since I think almost four years. Oh, really? I don't use Facebook. 
yeah uh i use facebook messenger sometimes at least i keep it open so some who, anyone who wants to reach me from my you know uh, childhood or old days can reach me good but otherwise i actually am inactive on facebook but i'm active on twitter and uh whatsapp and i'm not against facebook or anything it's just that it doesn't really serve any purpose to me in fa- uh, today other than if you're a media no sorry other than you're a small business owner then you have to be on facebook yeah right? because i 100%. personally when i started the dosa shop i mean we were doing facebook marketing and it's an incredibly uh, useful tool yeah and you have to be there because everyone is there definitely But as on a personal side of things i don't use facebook because uh, i can connect to everyone who i want to connect uh, through whatsapp or any other you know through text message uh and another thing is i don't use youtube recommendations mm-hmm. i i mean i don't allow them to track my uh, viewing history and you can see the pattern basically yeah. wherever there's an option to uh stop uh, these recommend not just recommendation systems in general uh, but uh, in terms of where i want a little bit of surprise to be yeah. there yeah yeah i want to find new things so to to be honest YouTube. i didn't even i didn't even know that you could stop youtube from tracking your viewing history there's a setting where you can do that yeah you can stop uh, it tracking your viewing history then your recommendations kind of, you still recommend the stuff because youtube has to populate your friend page yeah uh, but then you get a little bit of surprise uh, the surprise is uh, also based on what because they want you to watch uh, the video on the front page yeah they are basing it out on logically what makes sense which is heavily watched video uh, for yeah. example trending page or based on the trending or upcoming uh, creators and so on mm, so and for, and my major point when i started this uh, article was about reading because everyone was reading the same thing i stopped looking for recommendations of books from sources that are usually prescribed yeah. so i like to think that in terms of books i never read the books that are released in this year or you know past two years unless it's like highly recommended highly recommended in the sense that i prescribe to certain individuals and i believe in certain individuals recommendations versus you know media recommending something i trust those sources so i have my own trusted sources which i think are better than what is being recommended and otherwise i think in general if you're reading books uh, my point of view is that you always read older books older and popular books that's better than newer and popular so i i tend to think of that okay this book every i'm like 3 or 4 years uh, behind the release cycle of a book mm-hmm. and let the book age for a bit and if it survives then i think it would become a good book eventually cool cool very interesting thank you for watching another hacker noon podcast this was part 2 of a three part podcast with nataraj please stay tuned and subscribe to hacker noon for future episodes and take a look at the show notes for links to nataraj's social media profiles thank you and see you next time